Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. So welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman. And uh, behind us on the board, behind you. <laughs> Where am I? He's uh, he's up behind the boards. <laughs> Hill hippie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm over here. Now I can see you. Now I can see you. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Um, so we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend there, Hill hippie? Hot. Yeah, it was super hot. Oh, my God. Today feels so nice. Oh, it it's was like 60 degrees in, this, in July. It's yeah, uh, it's like... At the by the end of the show is going to be the hottest part of the day, mm-hmm. based on yeah. all the weather apps that I use and all these lights on. Well, <laughs> in here, yeah, Absolutely. it's warmer in here than it's going to be outside all day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was super hot this weekend. What oh, else did you do? Uh, avoided the heat. <laughs> <laughs> make it make it love to my air conditioner. Well, now the unit's outside, so I couldn't even do that. <laughs> Go outside and become a two-pump chump and not even finish. Oh, no. Fuck this. I'm done. Right. <laughs> I've uh, basically just sat around the house, was working on some uh, graphical ideas, uh, corresponding some emails with potential uh, guests for uh, Otherland Dreams, played a little Xbox, anything to avoid going outside. Absolutely. I-, I looked out the window once at the grass, and I'm like, yeah, it's too hot. You're not even growing. Yeah, I think I actually saw it shrink a little bit. Yeah. The funny thing is I did poke outside early in the morning, on Saturday, Sunday, one of those two days. And there's the the frog pond out yeah, and back. Yeah, yeah. And the sunshine was shining through the leaves of the tree. So two halves of the pond, or not two halves, two thirds of the pond, like a third on one side and a third on the other, were covered in shade. And then the center was where the sunshine was hitting. And all the tadpoles had moved away from the sunshine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Fuck. they even being in the water, they're like, "Fuck this! I yeah. don't want nothing to do with it." Oh yeah, I bet it's so hot in there. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, interesting. So that's your weekend, huh? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, beating the heat. Beating the heat. It was hot. Uh, yeah, I've been geeking out over San Diego, San Diego Comic Con pics. There's so many pics on Instagram, you know, around this time of year. Yeah, and. uh it's awesome. It's so much better. I mean, I love the internet because I never could have experienced that, seeing all the cool costumes that people wear to a Comic-Con. Thank you, Internet Age, <laughs> for catering to my uh, voyeuristic and uh, antisocial nature. I really appreciate that. You almost took it to a creepy place there. Yeah. But, I mean, let's be honest. It's like because of the popularity of, of uh, social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and so forth. It's like, let's face it, we all have a little bit of voyeurism in us. That's why there's fra- these new phrases come out that call like Facebook stalking, right? You know, so or that joke. The only way that joke works in uh, the office where he says, "How do I know he's gay? He liked all of my pictures at three at three and three in the morning." <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, it might have nothing to do with the fact that he, you know, works second shift, so that's when he gives the opportunity to get on Facebook. But it, it makes him gay. Well, I mean, I thought that was very clever. That joke doesn't work without social media. And let's be honest, you know, there's a voyeuristic nature to all of us. Uh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, anyway, so that's very much like my weekend, avoiding the heat. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, I had to work in the heat, so it was horrible. I'm just glad the AC runs in my car. It's probably the only thing that's running correctly. The um, So please become a patron over patreon.com so I get to the studio. <laughs> 
patreon.com slash shock monkey radio oh, please become a patron so i can keep uh keep driving to the studio so uh <clears throat> what else happened uh i had a rant, run in with some evil goats uh, i was on a delivery do tell yeah uh and i haven't been to this house uh, in a while it's i've mentioned this way back i think is back before i mentioned it in a podcast maybe before, when we were pirate radio fxpg pirate radio uh but so if you've been listening for a long 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 time you may have heard how I went to this one house and there's two horses came up to me and they're like really close to my face and they freak me out. Is this why you no longer like horses? I've never liked horses. Okay. So this just added to it. Yeah. And so, um, thankfully this last time I went out there, uh, I didn't see any horses. Um, but I did notice that dog had puppies, a couple new, uh, pigs running around a couple more chicken, smaller chickens. Um, and, uh, most importantly, two young kids. <laughs> and you know how they sound when they're little. Oh, yeah. Sorry for your ears, but that's what I had to deal with. And I'm coming up to the house with pizzas, ringing the doorbell, and these two goats come running up the stairs towards me. And they're just, they're, of course, they want to eat the pizza, but they want to get through the bag first. And, you know, and they're jumping. One of them's jumping up on me. And I'm just like, this is no good. These out of these the evil's going to rub off on me. You know, finally they come to the door, you know, we do the transaction and stuff like that. And as I'm like, I give, I give the food to the guy putting the bag, uh, folding the bag up. And at that moment, one of these goats just grabs my shoelace and <laughs> unties my shoe. And I'm just like, damn you free range people. And your love of stupid shit, like goats. Ugh, gets me so mad. Well, Those you, things are so evil. Stop and think about it for a second. You working at an Italian place, right? Technically. So you're going to smell like Italian food. I know. That's why dogs are always sniffing at my shoes. It's and like, then yeah. the goat just thought, oh, look, spaghetti. Yeah. That's probably what he thought. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what he thought. Damn goats. They're evil. <laughs> what else happened? Spaghetti. For stop. Fucking goats. Yeah, no, so, don't fuck goats. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, um, that's how you get goat men. So, oh god, Jim Brewer, is that guy still working? <laughs> <laughs> and Funyuns. Anyway, so uh, oh, now I'm hungry. Yeah, this guy named Maestro Zikos. That's M A E S T R O Z I I K O S on YouTube. He has this uh, mix where he did of Old Town Road. Where he spliced a bunch of Donald Trump stuff. I'm not. I'm not going to play it because I don't. I'm not jacked into the system here. You know, I keep my computer off the matrix. Good idea. Yeah, but uh, you should go look for it. He does like a, a cover of Old Town Road, but using nothing but clips of Trump talking. It's insane. It's insane how many speeches this guy had to pour through <sighs> to get a look at that. So that's 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 something. Wait, I wait, out is today. that in the same? Uh ballpark or as that uh <clears throat> ice ice baby video that was oh, made yeah. by the game of uh, using game of thrones clips yeah that was so so dope <laughs> that was good it's kind of like that yeah that was awesome i did like that it's very much very much like that video gotcha so it's worth checking out just for the novelty of it absolutely because to make something great like that, you really do have to put in a lot of work. No doubt. Number one, finding the words in clips and then syncing it all getting, up. Yeah, getting the sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that takes an awful lot of editing work. And 
there are just some editor nerds out there that should send me an email at madman at fxbgpr.com if you want to get on board with fxbg public radio because we have time slots that are open and if you're in the fredericksburg area and you want to get on and get a show of your own uh this is fxbg public radio anyone can get in here if you got the time and the money and the effort you know we it's, have a spot it's super for you. cheap yep it's super cheap right now and you could be the show that launches us into international stardom or you know or just yourself or being doxxed i don't know well no <laughs> then you again you just dox yourself so. yeah you reap what you sow well that's what i do i dox myself so that uh it looks like people are trying to dox me okay that sounds like a yeah. Killer plant. Yeah. If any of you people who go to my Facebook page, go to the Shock Monkey Radio Redux Facebook page, you see how I do that. I dox myself. Anyway, so you want to go into the mailbag? Sure. All right. Uh, this is from Morgan S. Morgan S. Uh, Dear Madman, why are you always talking about news and politics? Just talk about funny stuff, PLZ. I guess that means please. Yes. Okay. So look, Miss Morgan? Mrs. Morgan? Look. The news. Leaves it. No, never mind. Go ahead. What was her? Yep, nope, go ahead. Her name was Morgan? Uh, that's her first name, I would assume. Oh, okay. Miss Miss S. There you go. Went dyslexic there for some. Look, the news is funny. Politics is... News and politics are funny. No, uh, the stupidity going on in the politics and news is funny. And some of the stupid shit we say is funny. The news itself shouldn't be because it should just be blatant facts, which are well, not that interesting. Well, that's what I mean is there's so much opinion in news now. That's what makes it funny. It's like it's all op-ed. It's hilarious. I mean, especially since 2016, it got dialed up to 11. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've I mean, since since 2016, I have been laughing so hardcore at the news. And if you don't think news and politics are funny, you're probably not smart enough to know why it is funny. It's funny only if you have an objective mind of your own and you don't look to any news source for objectivity. In fact, like Hill Hippie was saying, the lack of objectivity is what makes it funny. Seriously, watch CNN and do a shot every time someone says racist, bigot, or homophobe, and you'll find the news hilarious very quickly. Yeah, and I would suggest not doing that very long because you'll be in In a hospital hospital very soon. Within two hours. Yeah. So it it uh it just reminds me, uh, Morgan, that of that scene in uh, Training Day, uh, where Denzel Washington's reading his newspaper, and Ethan Hawke won't shut up, and so he says, "You see this?" He holds up his newspaper. This is a newspaper. It's ninety eight percent bullshit, but I read it because it entertains me. You won't let me read it, so you entertain me with your bullshit. And I got to tell you, Morgan, uh, <clears throat> we're all peddling bullshit. So, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for your email, and sorry to hear about you being fictional. Um, <laughs> so, if <laughs> if you want me to read your email on Shock Monkey Radio, you can go ahead and email me at madman at fxbgpr.com, or otherwise, I'm going to continue talking to myself. Yeah. Please, please email him and give us something more to talk about than he's, he's the, creating new personalities. Right. <laughs> and let's face it. Barry is not a very good roommate. No. And he lives in my head. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. 
What? That's my little transition music. Hey. Oh, okay. You were looking at me like I should recognize that, and I don't. Why didn't the Ewoks eat Leia? I mean, they made her a dress and, like, did her hair and all that shit. Yeah. But they catch the guys, and they take them straight to the fire pit right. to cook them up with the poop inside them. Yeah. All right. At least they should shave Chewbacca. <laughs> At least they should have shaved him. All that hair burning and sticking to that sweet Wookiee steak. Yeah, it, it is. I don't, I don't know what was going on there because they had him on the roast, uh, the roasting uh, spit. Yeah, alive, fully ti- clothed, fully clothed. I mean, all it, body hair. Is it that they just recently transitioned into eating uh, meat and they're not real good at it yet? So this, they're you know, put something over fire, watch burn, eat tasty stuff. Because <laughs> they they, have, they probably hadn't encountered these humans before. Or whatever they are, <laughs> these human like forms before until the Empire came to the moon to set up the base. Could be, and so they figure, I don't know, eat them. How do we do it? I don't know. Let's see who gets sick and who doesn't. And maybe they thought that uh, these people ate each other so, because they were going to feed uh, Han yeah. and Luke to Leia. Yeah. Um. All right. You could say that Leia was befriended. By Wicket because they teamed up to take down those two Imperial Scouts. Right. And so Wicker brought Wicket brought her back to the village. As a pet. Okay, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. <laughs> All right. Takes her back to the village and say, uh, this one's cool. Don't eat her. Also, there's a frightening lack of herbivores on Endor. Well, I mean, there is a lot of vegetation there. Yeah, there's so much vegetation. I don't see one, one herbivore. I see, like, uh, people eating Ewoks, teddy bears. Who ate the Ewoks? Uh, You do know there were birds, because otherwise, why would they build gliders? And you heard birds at times there. But insects, I don't remember seeing any. I don't... No, but in a high-humidity forest environments and such, based on the amount of, uh, and I'm assuming that's a high humidity based on the amount of moss and fern that was available. Right. You know, it's uh, based off our Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Uh, I, one would have to assume that there was a large number of uh, insects in that type of environment. They would thrive. Yeah. So I get, yeah. Who so, knows what's going on above the canopy? And that's another thing. Why weren't the Ewoks scratching more? Yeah, they should be. They, yeah, like, they absolutely all should fleas. be. All sorts of fleas. Uh-huh. All sorts of fleas. They should have been like uh, uh, monkeys and picking ticks off. Picking each other, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, talkative Tom used to be on our show. Um, he made a comment uh, that I want to comment on, but uh, he said that um, they had a dress for Leia, and so um, it seems like it's probably from someone from a previous cookout. All right. So why would the why would these bears have a full size human dress unless it was from a, a different another guest? Right. Now, here's the thing. Here's the only difference between those getting roasted on the fire and Leia. All right. Apparently, the Ewoks will primp and pamper a female, but throw the dudes right on the fire. All right. Which makes the Ewoks sexist as well as people eaters. Or they just respond to tits. That's probably it. You know, Uh, but the idea of them getting a dress like. Tom said with a, a previous guest, that means at some point they like jumped her probably when she was bathing mm-hmm. and then ate her. Yeah. Cause otherwise said guest would have left in said dress. Absolutely. 
So even yeah. though that dress would have been very inappropriate wear for that type of environment. Yeah, and that's that's real Ted Bundy of the Ewoks to do shit like that. You know, they were going to roast Luke and Han, so they were already in the Ted Bundy category. And when they were doing all the music, there was they were beating bones and skulls. So yeah, apparently they might not have been new at meat eating. Maybe they were just really bad cooks. And uh, I don't know about you, but I couldn't tell the difference between male and female Ewoks. No, they were very gender neutral. Yeah, and that's kind of creepy. All right. No herbivores. These gender neutral teddy bear people eaters. Yeah. Um, who serial killer the hot, hot, hot humans, <laughs> apparently. And and uh, I guess they had enough cocaine because Leia seemed happy. Uh, so um, <laughs> God rest her soul. Sorry, Carrie Fisher. Too soon. OK. <laughs> so I think well played is what I, that was. I think the Ewoks had plenty of cocaine. So. Carrie Fisher would have appreciated that joke. Because, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty happy and thin. And so. Uh, <laughs> OK, so uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's cocaine for you. Yeah. Yeah. So Endor's a weird place, man. Very weird. Yeah. I just, I wish that there was a scene in Return of the Jedi where like these stormtroopers are terrified of these little, as, as soon as they see them, like as soon as they see them attacking them, there's one guy in the back and he's like, oh my God, they're going to eat us. <laughs> Seriously, because those stormtroopers would have encountered the Ewoks before and mm-hmm. may have had the technological superiority, but eventually one or another they're going to get killed or captured after all leia and wicket took two down right all right and they had a sophisticated ability to build booby traps that were capable of taking Mm -hmm. out the uh, stormtroopers and their technology so it's not like that would have been the first time they used it for dinner dinner what's on the menu tonight stormtrooper they see those chicken walkers and they see can of chicken yeah creepy creepy Ewoks. Indoor is a weird place. <laughs> the, uh, the Care Bears dark cousins. Yeah, they're like the don't care bears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah, that was the song they were singing. And they're all named Hungry Bears. Yeah, that was the song they were singing when they are about to roast Han, Luke, and Chewie. It's so casual. Just eating people today. We got three of them. One's hairy. <laughs> You know what that means? Extra flavor. See, that's what I mean. They probably keep Leia around as like uh, your winter stores. You know, I didn't see any granaries there. No. In the Ewok village. No. Okay. Oh, Endor's a weird place. Anyway, uh, we got about 11 minutes till uh, 630. So um, you want to get into Hill Hippie's Garden? Sure. What do you got for me today? Uh, So... Recently, Netflix has brought back a beloved part of our childhood, or a disappointing part of your childhood, depending on how you saw it. But they put the Bob Ross uh, shows uh, episodes onto Netflix. Do um, if you watch like two episodes without touching the screen or nothing, will it stop and say continue playing? Yeah, oh, they shouldn't do that, especially with Bob Ross videos. They should, if you start watching the first Bob Ross video. It should just continue playing because that would piss me off. Netflix. If I was, if I still had you, right, that would piss me off. And it was like broke times to become a patron. The, um, 
<laughs> Shameless self-promotion. But uh, uh, that's why I'm not up to date on Stranger Things and all that stuff. So anyway, so what were we talking about? Bob Ross. It should play all the way through. So if you fall asleep watching these Bob Ross stuff on your phone, you could just just soothing background noise, you know, leading you through dreamland. <laughs> that's the way it should do. they should cancel that feature just for that particular just for scene. that show anyway continue about bob ross so you know i've i watched about two and a half episodes before i was like okay this nostalgia was there for the uh the first one the second one's like okay yeah let's see what he painted this time I, about halfway through the third one i'm like yeah i'm back to being a kid bored on saturday morning yeah <laughs> that's what i mean it's like uh, because like Bob Ross, it wasn't like you couldn't binge it back in the day. Right. It was just this brief reprieve from this. When Bob Ross came on, it was like, yo, this is so chill. Mm-hmm. So chill. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to smoke a joint too. <laughs> That's exactly what my mind uh, went to. Is, Dude, had to be high, right? How high was this motherfucker? I mean, he was just... Very monotone, very relaxed. These happy little trees. It wasn't like the happy trees. The happy little trees. Was it you and I I talking last week about um, like how he used to be drill instructor, and he's he's like tired of yelling at people. Was that you and me? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I was talking to somebody about. I I think yeah. Oh, it was. I think it was Right Side Radio. Mm. With uh, I said happy little accidents, and uh, this oh like happy little accidents like Bob Ross is like even these thugs that come in here and do their shows they're they're watching bob ross too <laughs> anyway so <laughs> yeah but i was like uh yeah, happy little accidents backing up yeah we were talking about how he used to be a drill instructor and uh really yeah and he got just got tired of yelling at people and said i'm never gonna yell again and just became a painter and talked as chill as possible you know i've run up my quota of angry and you know you know what it probably actually happened the story probably goes like this. He was a drill instructor. He confiscated some marijuana, smoked some of it, and that's when he decided, I don't want to yell at anybody ever again. I just want to be happy and relaxed. That seems more like a DMT thing or maybe perhaps even psilocybin. How do you say that? Psilocybin? Yeah. Psilocybin. It sounds like something that psilocybin uh, doesn't seem like weed. I don't think weed's the kind of thing where it, uh, I'm going to change my life now. But like acid psilocybin... Uh, and DMT, that's when like people like change. Oh, also meth, cocaine, crack, and well, yeah, opioids, heroin, methamphetamines. Yeah. Oh, they're so bad. They're so bad. White people. <laughs> well, that's why I love uh, uh, meth. Is like nobody could say that it's racist <laughs> because it's targeting white communities only, <laughs> I, or I should say. Made and distributed for white people only, and a lot of black people don't care. And good on them for not caring because they don't want yeah, no part you of don't it. Don't want no part of that. Nobody wants no nope. part. Yeah, yeah. Nobody should want any part of it. Ain't nobody got. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ah, better smoke me some meth. Get rid no, of this bronchitis. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think uh, he was definitely stoned. Oh yeah. I mean, he got out of the military, and he's like, you know, yeah, it was like the '70s, dude. Mm-hmm. He was definitely. He's like, yeah, you can get a, like a pound of grass for ten bucks or something like that back then. I don't know. I yeah. heard stories. It's ridiculously cheap. And uh, but it, I mean, the potency since then, though. Yeah, it's gone through the roof. Yeah, that's why. 
you know, they're charging as much as they are. Yeah. But it brought to my mind, you know, what other drugs have other famous artists used that may or may not have influenced their work? Because you could see almost the effect that marijuana had in his on him in his paintings. Yeah, it made him chill. Mm-hmm. And it, therefore, it was all happy and chilled, relaxed scenes. Yeah. Just uh, no, there's no no accidents. Just happy little mistakes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's um, I think that all of the artists, all of the artists have tried all of the drugs. You think all the artists have collectively, tried? but no, not, collectively. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's. <laughs> Yeah, for example, uh, some a lot of writers are, you know, they drink a lot. Yeah. Mm. Ah, beer. Uh, a lot of, um, like, painters, uh, you're, uh, they like probably weed. Probably. Um, but no, they, uh, like, visual artists, they do a lot of different types of drugs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, like especially like psilocybin, like those mind altering ones, those L- LSD, mm-hmm. psilocybin, uh, uh, mescaline, uh, peyote, yeah. uh, ayahuasca. Yeah, actors and musicians like heroin and cocaine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think all the drugs are mainly consumed by the artists. So I think that's people why people get into the artist career. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm going to throw a couple names out at you and okay. see where we arrive at as to what drug has influenced said artist. All right. I'm not like uh, bourgeois or anything like that, so I may have to Google some stuff. So I, right. Same here. All right. Vincent Van Gogh. I'm going to make it simple. We're only okay. going to hit a couple uh, of them. Vincent Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Uh, I would say laudanum. Laudanum? Yeah. Opium, perhaps. Hmm. It's a possibility. You know, the sparkly, uh, he was very, I don't know. I, I, the way his art is, I mean, that's, that's what pops in my head. Right. It does. I hate to use the word gray, uh, grainy, but there was random spots mm-hmm. in his paintings, like random little, he was like a dabber. He like, yeah, yeah, I think he, that's, I'm not sure. I, I, I can't think of a drug that would make somebody OCD, but <clears throat> cocaine, methamphetamine. <laughs> Meth didn't exist back then. It was, when was Van Gogh? That was uh, that was like in the 1900s and 1800s and stuff like that. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh was 1853 to 1890. Yeah, they had co- cocaine. They had um, opioid. Yeah, opiates. Opiates like, were definitely pretty much opium. Mm-hmm. So I would say opium, possibly cocaine. I think I'm going to agree with the opium. Not quite sure about the cocaine, but you might be onto something there. Well, cocaine was, I mean, they used it like for eye surgery and there was like no rules about it. I mean, Coca-Cola had, had, co- had cocaine in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't understand. It wasn't until like the 1930s and 40s that drugs really started getting cracked down upon in the United States. Right. You know, George Washington's growing hemp, for God's sake. Yeah. Anyway, do you have another artist? I want to look up somebody. Uh, see if Pablo Picasso. Picasso. Hold on. I gotta, I gotta be reminded of his style. Let's see. Oh, damn! Definitely like DMT, or <laughs> right. 
See, I, I'm thinking uh, Iowa because you know ayahuasca. Yeah, because that's okay. got DMT in it. And it's yeah. not like they could at that point they knew how to extract uh, dimethyltryptamine right. out of things to where you could have it in the pure smoke form that you can today. Yeah, <clears throat> so, that dude's definitely tripping balls. Yeah, I'm, I was thinking either uh, ayahuasca or um, uh, peyote. Mm. Good call. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Salvador Dali. I can go to Sal. Oh yeah, that's that looks like maybe heroin and opiates. I'm thinking all the drugs. I don't know. I mean, there's a kind of there's a detail to it. I think is yeah. See, the the detail in my mind comes from the psilocybin. Yeah, but. Yeah, there's definitely it's definitely a, a mixed drink, mixed cocktail here. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely psilocybin. Uh, the, but uh, there's a clarity to it that is different than like Picasso or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a tough one. I think the attention to detail. Yeah. When did he live? Uh, Salvador Dali was 1904 to 1989. So, yeah. Probably, he had access to most of them. Yeah. I would say, yeah, probably weed. Uh-huh. Probably marijuana. And, yeah, damn. That's a tough one, Salvador Dollar. That's why I just blanketed in with all the drugs. And That's a tough one to call. I've never looked at these paintings this way. <laughs> this is interesting. You should try it at home. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, then uh, email either myself or Madman with what you think that these different hey, artists have done. What uh, drugs are on. What drugs are on. And some different artists that we uh, don't touch upon. We that, don't get time to. Right. We're about 630. Uh, we're going to hit the last one here All with right. uh, Rembrandt. All right. Let me. I got to refresh my. Oh. Okay. I wanted um, to hit one uh, much older artist. Okay. So hold on. Let me ask you something. Um, do you think Norman Rockwell was on anything? I think he was a combination of alcohol and marijuana. I don't know. Uh, because you had to, you had to be on something to see everyday life that cheery. Um, <laughs> I don't necessarily, I, I think that he had a, Rembrandt has just an excellent, like Rockwell-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what a more modern artist I can, uh, compare it to. I could also say is like Alex Ross, you know, Rembrandt has a very fine eye for detail. So I would say he's still kind of in a pretty, uh, stable sh- uh, wine, red wine, red wine. Yeah. I think that would be, it's like, it wasn't liquor or beer and you're not going to get the shakes and, you know, just sipping wine all day long. Doing it, and by the when you when you start screwing up the painting, you stop. You erase the last five seconds. Of it, yeah. I, I think I think there's some marijuana in there as well. That way, he slows down and gets that detail in. See, well, I don't think cocaine is involved in somebody who's putting no. in that much detail. That, yeah, that would cocoa be, was still in the New World at that time. Cocoa in yeah. yeah. the 1600s, yeah. or yeah, 1600s. So yeah, and in the 1600s, I mean, weed has been used for a long, 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 long time. time, making clothes and shit. Go figure. They're like, well, we'll take the flower part, put that in our pipes, and smoke it. 
Where do you think these phrases come from? Yeah. Yeah, I never really looked at the, these these painters as, that way. That's kind of cool, man. We should do some more. If you want it to be a regular segment, go ahead and email Hill Hippie. Don't clog my email box with that shit. You just said your email box was empty. Hill, I want questions for me. <laughs> What's your email address? Hill Hippie at fxbgpr.com. Okay. H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E. There's a PP in there. Hey, um, uh, you got the ad card over there. So, I do. Yeah, so I'm going to let you do that this time while I clear my throat for the news worth knowing. Let me clear my throat. <clears throat> okay, uh, Shock Monkey Radio and FX, uh, FXBG Public Radio is brought to you by Flashback Comics. It's located in Woodbridge, Virginia. They have new coys, uh, coys, new comics, back issues of comics, uh, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. They are located at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off Smoketown Road. Their operational hours are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And you go in there, tell uh, tell Troy that FXBGPR, that FXBG Public Radio <laughs> sent you. They have the coyest toys. The coyest toys. Go to Flashback Comics and get the coyest toys. Because <laughs> you've seen those anime statues, so they're just some <laughs> Japanese girl in a sailor outfit or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's the coyest toy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get into the news worth knowing. Let's do it. All right. New York man finds an undisturbed In-N-Out burger in Queens. What? Undisturbed In-N-Out burger. A man living in New York borough of Queens allegedly stumbled upon an untouched and wrapped In-N-Out double, double burger on the street on Sunday. A discovery that has embarked him on a quest for the truth. It generally, it genuinely, it genuinely shook me to my core. Finder Lincoln Boehm, 31, said to the New York Post. Boehm, originally from Santa Monica, California, said he and his wife were heading out to a McDonald's because there's no in and out in New York. Heading to a McDonald's before catching their train at a Jamaican Long Island railroad station where they found the burger. We didn't touch it. He told the boy, yeah, why would you? <laughs> That's smart call there. Yeah, if you said, I did touch it, it was like there's something wrong with you. So uh, that's just what he told the New York Post. And in reality, he probably ate it. I wonder what this tastes like. Right? But no, he's from Santa Monica. He's had one before. So oh, okay. he's, yeah, he's not going to touch it. Uh, we stopped for a second, took photos, and looked around to see if anyone else was noticing it. And then we walked on. It took photos of a burger sitting on this ground. Though seeing a, a hamburger sitting in its wrapper na- may not be the most shocking sight, Boehm was bothered as the nearest in and out from New York City is about 1,500 miles away. Boehm, who added that a burger from the West Coast chain would be his death row last meal, so he lo- he, he thought about picking it up. It's mean, <laughs> like, I thought about it. I could die any second. <laughs> this is New York. Uh, he said he uh, he's tried to bring the fan favorite hamburger Back to the East Coast over the years. Every time I've done it, it becomes inedible. The bar gets the bun gets soggy and it becomes a mess. This guy's tried this before. <laughs> now, did he unwrap the burger and see the state of the burger? Well, when it's wrapped, it's kind of like half open, ready to eat. You know, so you can hold it. Oh, yeah, it's it's like I think Sonic does it like that. Yeah, as well, yeah, where it's like a half wrapped. 
And so uh, it's sitting out there, and so I guess he like inspected it to get a look. The button doesn't look soggy. What's what's going on? Okay, so it looks um, fresh. But he said this one is just in such perfect condition. It felt strange at first. I thought it was some sort of viral marketing thing. <laughs> Have you changed your mind, sir? Right. Uh, he was confused by why the burger would be left on the street at six thirty a.m. If it was part of a campaign for because of people like you, sir, because of people like you, it's New York City that doesn't sleep, never sleeps. How does he say it? It's the city that never sleeps. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he posted the strange find on IG. That's Instagram, uh, where you see several direct messages from people with hypotheses as to how the burger could have come on, come to be on that street in Jamaica, Queens. I got a direct message inbox full of theories, he said to the post, but but I would really love to know the truth, and I want to find out how this happened. All right, he he has his own idea, his own theory. All right, let's hear this. Somebody incredibly wealthy who had a private jet traveled with like 50 burgers and got here and had a few extra left and maybe was driving to the airport and jokingly throwing them out the car at people or to the people. I don't know which way I like it. Wow. That is highly convoluted. Yeah, that is, yeah. Conspiracy theories. Excuse me. Next thing he's going to say is, I know, it was dropped by the UFOs. Uh, yeah. In a statement to Fox News, Vice President of In-N-Out Operations, Danny Warnick, said it would have taken considerable planning for someone to transfer it, transport it all the way to New York City. Here's my question. Do you think there's a high-end DoorDash? No. Like Door DoorDash Platinum or DoorDash Black? DoorDash Coast to Coast? DoorDash Coast to Coast. But like, seriously, there could be people, like, going in there, like, like say, if Donald Trump, if he's stuck in D.C. for something and he's like, I want an In-N-Out burger, would he send a Secret Service agent, or would it be smarter for a private industry to come up with something like DoorDash Platinum, where they have pli- private jets? I don't see how they w- it would be feasibly, on a monetary level, to make but that But there happen. are people who can afford it. I mean, if, there, if this guy can imagine a guy driving through the streets of New York, handing out In-N-Out burgers to people because he's so rich, and this is what rich people do. Don't you think there'd be somebody who would say I would pay $10,000 for an In-N-Out burger as soon as possible? There are people who would do silly things like that with their money, yes. All I'm saying is just give it a think. You want to You want to hear my theory? Sure. <clears throat> I'm assuming that this is not the only gentleman in New York City that has lived or come from the East Coast. Obviously. I'm thinking, West Coast, yes, thank you. I'm thinking somebody on a trip back out to the uh, West Coast grabbed a bunch of these rappers from their time out there, saved them, brought them back, made some burgers, and threw them out on the streets just to confuse other people from the uh, from the West Coast to see that it's New York. It's fucking high end trolling, is what I think. That's what I hope. (laughs) It's what I hope. Anyway, let's go on to this next story. Uh, Louisiana police officers fired over Facebook post suggesting Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez should be shot. Good. 
uh, to to Louisiana police officers fired Monday over recent social media posts that called for her, the representative Democratic from New York, to be shot. Uh, Gretna Police Chief Arthur Lawson told reporters Monday his department terminated Officer Charlie Rispoli for posting the anti-AOC message on Facebook and Angelo Verisco, Verisco? Yeah, for liking the post. Quote, this vile idiot needs a round, the Thursday Post said by Rispoli said. Quote, he continues to say, I, and I don't mean the kind she used to serve. Oh. See, I've said this before and I'll say it again. You know, just because you're a police officer doesn't mean you're good at stand-up comedy. <laughs> there's ton- there's a shitload of people out there that think they're funny. <clears throat> right. All right. And sorry, you're not. You're not. There's a ton of cops that want that think I'm funny. I make people laugh in high stress situations. That's how you diffuse a situation. But you're not funny. The funny cops diffuse situations. Mm-hmm. If you give, if you, <laughs> some guy's going for a knife or thinking about going for a gun or something like that, and you give him a stupid joke, that might just uh, make his decision for him. <laughs> That's just my point. You know, make sure you have good jokes. Anyway, so uh, yeah, the department is lost, uh, launching an investigation on the matter of the post. Uh, and Lawson said it's very disappointing, obviously. Uh, uh, they fired the guy. Yeah, but they, they... Good on them. Why would they need an investigation? They've already fired him. Okay, he's a jackass. He said something really fucking stupid. We've already taken care of the situation. Why waste department resources investigating just a, a dumbass's opinion? I think that's just a buzz buzz phrase, buzzword uh for most situations like of course we're not going to launch an investigation it's like we made an executive action problem solved right so i mean i think let's let's be honest it's like people say that just to, oh we're going to make sure every every head rolls you know that's just basically what they're saying is like anybody who thought about liking that post we're going to fire them too <laughs> get out of here See, the point is, is that, um, excuse me, officer, why are you such a fucking dumbass? See, the point is, is that, you know, uh, of course, these officers should be fired. You know why? Because that's advocating violence. Right. All right. Um, You know, what isn't advocating violence is by saying there's two genders. And that's the difference. All right. If I say there are two genders and Mm -hmm. only two genders and happy little accidents in between (laughs) the uh, (laughs) if I. If I say that, that doesn't mean, you know, um, advocating for violence against people who are, uh, what are they called? Gender dysphoria. What's it called? Uh, I'm not sure what the name, the actual name Trans- of Transgender people. Okay. I didn't want to say the T word. <clears throat> okay. Uh, gender fluid. Topless. So. Um, Topless. What was I thinking of? You what? were t- thinking about transgender people and the word topless just come out of your mouth. Oh, okay. Why don't why don't uh, trans trans male athletes play shirts versus skin? <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> the point is, is that you know by saying these things, these horrible, horrible things that are hurting somebody's feelings, and I'm sorry about that. Not sorry. And so, um, you know, feelings get hurt. I'm sorry. The um. The point is, I've already closed the article. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so um, the difference is, is like advocating violence, saying shooting somebody is far more egregious, Oops. far more egregious than um, 
saying that there's only two genders. Right. All right. I don't like AOC. I don't like her opinions. I don't like her politics. I don't like where I don't uh, how she's always on Instagram and not doing her job. I don't like any of that. But I would never say shoot her because what else am I going to laugh at? <laughs> you shoot her, <laughs> and you cut out like half of the comedy from now until 2020. All right. Uh, don't kill her. She is hilarious. She is hilarious. And that's the difference. That's the difference. Is that, you know, these guys were wrong. You shouldn't advocate violence. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have a right to state your opinion as long as your opinion is not calling to arms against another human being. When you're a police officer. Oh, if you're anybody. I mean, I think especially in because you're a police officer in today's climate and how the people like the leftists hate on police. There's a bunch of people not AOC crazy that actually like the police mm-hmm. and actually like the military because, hey, you guys are going to protect us from these idiots sooner or later. Anyway, let's go on to the next story. Uh, horse punched. Yes, this is awesome already. Horse punched. Four deputies injured after a drunken fight breaks out at California County Fair. Are you seriously celebrating over the abuse of an animal? That's not an animal. That's a horse. A horse is an animal. I'm going to do this story. Of course, horses are evil. And I shouldn't advocate violence. Even We were just talking about this. Even when it comes to horses. I'm sorry. Uh... I, I tell you what, you want to you want to punch a horse? Go stand behind it and do it. But that doesn't. I know it's. <sighs> for, I, I liked it better in Far and Away because I knew it wasn't real. The um, <laughs> highlight of Far and Away, by the way, Tom Cruise punches a horse, and Nicole Kidman's in it, and she still looked good back then. Um, yeah. Anyway, a sheriff's horse and four police officers were injured when a drunken fight erupted erupted Sunday night at a busy county fair in California. Uh, The Stanislaus, I think I pronounced that correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. Good King? Stanislaus. (laughs) Good King Stanislaus. Uh, County Sheriff's Department said on Facebook that the brawl broke out around 10 p.m. near a beer booth. Surprise, surprise. Who? Yeah. uh, This uh, was the Stanislaus... County Fair in Turlock, uh, located about 15 miles south of Modesto. Uh, A group of men who authorities said appeared to be intoxicated. Hmm. Near the beer? No. Not near the beer tent. That can't be right. Uh, And who are wearing gang attire. Okay. Uh, Were told they needed to leave the fair, which reportedly sparked an altercation that drew a larger group. As the brawl brawl escalated, one man was knocked knocked over by one of the sheriff's horses. (laughs) <laughs> you're real drunk because i know that i know that they don't train them to like kick people or like run them down or anything like that right i know that they're specifically trained not to do things like that mm-hmm. so you probably like like stumbled into the horse bumped into the horse and then fell to the ground it was like it knocked me down then the subject got back up was upset that he spilled his beer and then proceeded to punch maximus the horse in the rear end <laughs> Punch the horse in the butt. How many ribs did that motherfucker uh, get broken? Total of five people were arrested, including the man who punched the horse. 
Uh, four deputies sustained minor injuries in the brawl. They started by hitting the horse, I guess. The Sheriff's Department said Monday that Maximus was recovering by running around his pasture and shouting down on Alpha Alpha. I'm sure he is the evil fucker. Uh, it doesn't say if Maximus took a kick at the old boy? It doesn't say. I, and I'm Because it was near the te- beer tent, and it was a county fair, and it was way on the outskirts, like 15 miles south of Modesto, and it was 10 p.m. and he, it was a beer beer hut, and he probably bumped into the horse because he's a drunken idiot. Right. Blamed the horse, punched the horse in the butt, thinking that that's okay. How drunk do you have to be to think it's a good idea to punch a horse to begin with? Uh, and number I mean, two, a police horse from behind. He should have caught one to the dome. He, but, yeah. But hey, that's a cop. Yeah, that horse is a cop. It is well-disciplined cop. I saw uh, he's going to get charged with assault on a police officer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> and he's going to wake up. He woke up the next morning. I guarantee it. And it was like, oh, I did what? <laughs> Fucking beer. <laughs> Why am I here? Nah. What? I, I punched a horse in his butt. I don't remember that. You know, if this dude got off and Maximus the horse did not kick him, you know, kudos to the people who trained Maximus. Absolutely. Disciplined horse. That dude got off so lucky. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I was the judge in that case, and this is probably why I would never be a judge, I would be prudent in information to me. Okay. Was this individual kicked by the horse? No. Okay. Maximum sentence. (laughs) If he'd have been, if he'd have been kicked, I was like, okay, I'll go light on you, because Maximus, he put out immediate justice, so I, I'll scale back. But no, you didn't get kicked. Full sense. Anyway, I'm going to move on to the next story. Running out of time, i got three left. Uh, two-year-old's girl's reaction to loser cake goes viral. Uh, an adorable two-year-old's gloomy reaction to a birthday cake mix-up has gone viral on social media. Uh, Melon Jones, the little girl's mom, said she had gone to her local Walmart in Bon Terre, T-E-R-R-E, Bonterre, Bonterre, Missouri, uh, to pick up a birthday cake for her daughter, Liz. Quote, Liz's nickname is Lizard. Makes sense. Uh, I got her cake at Walmart, and I asked the lady to write, Happy Birthday, Lizard. I did not look at it. Don't ask me why. As I'm unloading the car, I look quickly at it and notice the lady didn't hear Lizard. She heard Loser. Oh. Uh, she wrote on Facebook that she originally was upset by the mix-up, but eventually she found out that she was a normal human being and found it funny and presented it, presented the cake to Liz before snapping the now viral pout. Uh, though the little girl looks disheartened by the message, Melon was quick to explain that Liz cannot read it, therefore she did not even know what it said. Even if we did, our two-year-old child wouldn't know what a loser is, she wrote. The incident, which happened in September 2018, uh, was reposted in a group called Sad Sales on Facebook. Uh, Mellon told Fox News that she had shared it immediately after it happened, but later deleted it as she did not want to get the Walmart employee in trouble. Like a good human being. Uh, we live in a small town, she said, and I uh, didn't want any backlash to come to the lady that misheard me when I asked if she could write on it. Because I imagine if you're a cake decorator, and you, I mean, I'm sure... You want a cake to say, happy birthday, loser? 
Okay, I bet they those come around a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, fortunately, Little Lizard did not have to stay a loser for long. Merlin shared what they got uh, that they got her a new cake with her full name written on it. Earlier this month, another woman had a similar situation. A Georgia Dairy Queen worker misheard a woman's request uh, for a Moana cake on her daughter's 25th birthday and created a marijuana cake instead. <laughs> you know, you'd think as the person taking these orders, you would re- read back, okay, you want a marijuana cake. Yeah, you th- yeah. You'd think there'd be something like that. Yeah, some sort of double-checking system. See, I worked in communications as a Navy, and that's what we did. We'd verify. Yeah, check your last. Did you say you want happy birthday loser on the Admiral's cake? <laughs> Wait one. <laughs> that's affirmative. <laughs> this uh, request, you <laughs> put loser. On the cake. <laughs> On the Admiral's cake. <laughs> I'm laughing of uh, real life situations that happen like that. Um, Somebody actually put loser on an no, Admiral's no, cake? No, it's a different kind of thing. Different kind of tale. I'm not going to tell. Uh, yeah, let's not go Can't into that. Can't tell it. Um, yeah, so we did Storm Area 51 last week, so let's talk about Storm Loch Ness. Storm Loch Ness. Yeah. A Facebook group has been created in an attempt to find the legendary creature known as Nessie. More than 21,000 people have signed up for the Storm Loch Ness event created by Brian Richards. This is a quote from the event. The time is now for us to find that big boy. B-O-I. Boy. An additional 43,000 people have replied that they are interested in the event. News of the event was first reported to uh, by the BBC. Uh, the news outlet said the, that Volunteer Royal National Lifeboat Institution, which monitors Loch Ness, does not have the resources to handle the mass of people. What, they got like two boats? Yeah, right? Yeah, if they should all show up. Uh, with no U.S. Army involved, Loch Ness looks, this is a quote, Loch Ness looks like, looks a little less hazardous than storming Area 51, but people might drown in that dark-ass water. Right and cold. Yeah. But here we have our own set of problems, spokesman told BBC. Our Atlantic 85 lifeboat has impressive survivor carrying capacity, but even that will be stretched by the attendees of this event. People have been searching for the legendary Loch Ness Monster with no concrete results. You know what that is, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, It would be a momentous occasion if any of the 21,000 strong group did find evidence of a creature that has evaded Nessie hunters for years. Yeah, so apparently, like, the first... So, so what is this event? Just everybody shows up and forms a line around the coast and all sit around and wait? Throw rocks in it until somebody comes out? Yeah, Legend of Loch Ness says it's a plesiosaur or whatever. That's one theory. That's one theory. Anyway, uh, good luck um, with Air, Air Storm Area 51 and all that. Don't good luck. fucking do it. Yeah, don't do that. Um, if it's just a a goof, I get it. If you're doing it just to goof, it's like I want make I want to make people think we're gonna do something this stupid. I understand it, and uh, welcome to social media. Yeah, but if you're the guy who starts something like this, thinking it's supposed to be a goof, and it snowballs into something where people go out actually and actually do hurt. this, and yeah. these motherfuckers are Won't too stupid, bad? yeah, and Won't get feel bad? shot for Drown. some reason, yeah, that's on you, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's more the 
dumbass person's fault. They should do their own objective thinking. Well, and I don't realize that I, that's not a good idea. In today's society, it, it could almost legally have ramifications on you. I know. That's why I'm not going to England. <laughs> among you know, other, you know, how, yeah. Among other reasons. Among other countries and other reasons. Um, you make the hottest chicks, but you know only if they're in our borders. So um, <laughs> they are the hottest. Yeah. But it's because, also a cold, wet, dreary place. Yeah, you know about the uh, uh, the the uh, U.S. Bill of Rights I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Yeah, yeah. UK doesn't have that. No, they don't have that. Tip my hat to the new constitution. Anyway, let's do this last story. All right. Uh, rescued turtle manages to return to a group that saved the animal nearly two decades ago. Turn? Yeah. Yeah, it could be described as fate, luck, or good timing when a woman found a small turtle crossing the street in Stone Harbor, New Jersey, and brought it to the nearby Wetlands Institute to keep it safe from the busy streets. The female turtle had been rescued by that very same institute as an egg, and the woman happened to return it on July 12th, almost 19 years to the day, when the group had released the animal back into the wild, officials said. The group initially released the terrapin in 2000 and hadn't seen the animal since, according to the post by the Wetlands Institute Facebook page this past Monday. The animal was a head starter, uh, which the Institute described as a turtle usually hatched from eggs recovered from a mother struck by a vehicle on her way to lay the eggs. Uh, in the 19 years after its initial release, the terrapin has more than doubled in size and shows scars of the past, inju- past injuries that may have been caused by pro- boat propellers, probably. Good chance. Yeah. Uh, one member of the Institute... Institute said he was still perplexed as how it ended up on the road. Because they got legs and can walk? Yeah, I mean, have you ever played Frogger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's no, uh, when she was found, there's no obvious access to the marsh on either side of the road. So they moved it. Not quite sure she was there. She was in a really odd place. Legs. Yeah. Researchers were able to identify the turtle, turtle by a passive integrated transponder tag that they would place under the skin of rescue turtles after they've incubated and kept for a year. The tags, the tags had data showing the animal's age and other identifiable information. The tag showed July 13, 2000 as the date it was uh, tagged and released in the wild. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Many terrapins in the wild don't make it. Yeah. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if they uh, decide to chill out behind EK's car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they're they're stoked i mean they there's a lot of not very very many success stories for these kind of people right who care about these animals and so um uh this is a quote from the institute that they wrote on their facebook page for all the terrapins who don't make it this beautiful girl represents hope her journey is a testament to the value of the critical conservation work we do and the role we all play in ensuring a future for these incredible creatures so, you know, I like to end it on a happy note. I mean, I like turtles. They're pretty... Uh, Tasty? Unaggressive. Unless you're talking about like alligator snapping turtles, which is a different different animal, if you ask me. Yeah, also tasty. I believe it. Yeah, I actually saw a dumbass. We'd caught one, put it in a bucket, and it was a guy's small pond on his land, so he wanted it out of there because he was trying to get the fish population up so we put it in this bucket and we were going to get uh get rid of it take it to a different uh part of the county where they actually had a place that could handle 
these type of uh, rescues and right, right. relocations. And there was a group of about 20 of us there. And this jackass is like, oh, I'll, I'll take care of this for you. And goes to stick his hand in the bucket. Uh, like, dude, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> You're not coming back with the same hand. Yeah. You're going to catch a digit. They're going to catch a digit. Anyway, it's 7 o'clock. We got to end the show. We got other shows coming on here on FXBG Public Radio. This has been Shock Monkey Radio. You can find me, I am the Madman Lowercase, on YouTube. Uh, search for the Madman Lowercase or FXBG Public Radio or Shock Monkey Radio on YouTube. You'll probably find me pretty easily. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio and become a patron so I can uh, uh, keep making it to the studio and providing this content for you. Uh, I also have books on Amazon.com. Search for Scott L. Robinson, two T's and two B's. You got the extra 13 series people seem to like. So, uh, Hill Hippie also has a YouTube channel. I do. Yeah. Uh, Hill Hippie. Yeah, just search Hill Hippie. Yeah. You can also catch me on uh, later on tonight on FXBG Public Radio for the show Otherland Dreams. It comes on tonight at 1030. And you can also subscribe on your favorite pod, pod podcast app. and Just like you can Shock Monkey Radio. Be sure mm-hmm. to tell your friends and at the very least tell your friends. You know, they made these jokes about Ewoks. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Absolutely. Please do that. Um, yeah, so this has been Shock Monkey Radio. I am the Madman, and I love you. And I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. <laughs>